Welcome to Cowboy Ed, where we ride all over the educational landscape. And today, we are excited to have a guest host with us. But before that, how are you doing out there, Maya? Doing great. Things are ramping up. Super excited for today's conversation. Well, in today's conversation is, you know, the, the legislature, the Wyoming legislature is about to, to go into session and they're about to debate and do all the fun things they do. And some of those things impact us in the education arena. But today we are incredibly lucky to have some extra cowboys riding with us from the WEA, the Wyoming Education Association. We have the president, Grady Hutchinson, and Tate Mullen riding side saddle with them as the experts on the bills that are coming up in the Wyoming legislative session. How are you doing, Grady? Doing great. Thanks for having us, and I'm looking forward to uh, visiting with you, so I appreciate the opportunity. And how about Tate? Doing well. Uh, I'll echo Grady's sentiments. I appreciate the opportunity to sit here and talk about education in the upcoming legislative session. So for those of you that are out there that the, this legislative session is the quote-unquote short session, if I, I ever view them as short, but it's shorter. Um, and so it's it's got a little different flavor. I'll, I'll kick it out to to Grady or, or Tate, whichever one wants to answer this. What's What's maybe the big bills that right now are kind of top of your priority that you're thinking uh, to keep an eye on, to keep everybody aware of? I'll, I'll answer that. I'll field that one. Over the past couple of years, there's been a, a pretty substantial focus on education funding. That is not a focus this go round. Uh, we are monitoring bills that come in on a daily basis, and they will continue to come in uh, through the beginning of session. Uh, and right now, there are a few bills that we're tracking that uh, we would like to see a, a couple of them move forward. Uh, and there are some bills that we would like to see not move forward at all. Uh, one of those is House Bill 20, which is the Medical Treatment Opportunity Act. Uh, this is essentially a Medicaid expansion bill, and a lot of folks wonder why the Wyoming Education Association would be interested in a Medicaid expansion bill, mainly because of the research that is out there shows that healthy students and healthy families lead to better student performance. When kids miss days in school, their performance declines. So this is just a mechanism to help provide uh, those families and those students with access to health insurance and health care so that they don't miss uh, any of that valuable class time. One of the ones that we're looking at that uh, is a bit detrimental is House Bill 26. It's dual public employment and office holding. Uh, what this bill basically says is that if you are employed through any state or government uh, agency, so because public schools are a service provided by uh, the local and state government, those people could not hold office. This impacts legislators that are currently holding office uh, and, and, and negatively too, right? Uh, I think one of the important things to realize is that our legislature uh, is one of the few remaining non-professional citizen legislators legislatures out there. Uh, if you have a professional legislature, you get staff, you get the ability to, to bring in issue area experts we don't have that here. And so what you have are people who bring in their outside experience and consult with folks like us. 
and educators need a voice in the legislature and they should be allowed to serve. So we would like to see that one. Um, we would like to see that one not advance. Uh, we're going to keep tracking a lot of these. Uh, like I said, they're going to keep coming in. One of the other ones, of course, that we're that we're looking at is House Bill uh, House Bill 30. This one is school finance. It increases cash reserves. So because of the ARP dollars, the American Rescue Plan dollars, districts need to be able to increase their reserves so that they can uh, they can utilize those funds uh, to best serve students in their district. Well, and and knowing that, you know, anybody that's ever followed any legislative body, but our our legislature is no difference in the sense that what a bill starts out as and what a bill ends as is definitely a, a, a different um, different piece of paper for sure. And so, you know, I as you were talking about House Bill 26, I was immediately thinking of just a couple educators across the board that would immediately be out of. Is there, when you guys see a bill, is there a, is there a, a reason that that bill is being pushed forward? Is that a, a national or is it just a local driven to to not have, say, teachers being serving as legislative members. I, I don't think this this is specifically targeted uh, towards educators. Uh, I haven't seen any national bills like this. We've seen this uh, in a couple of different sessions, so it's it's not something new. It never gains a lot of traction. Uh, the idea is behind it is that. The folks who are in the legislature make policy decisions that impact how how the government runs, and there's a concern that there is potentially some uh, some desire to vote on policies that would benefit their role within within that agency or with that department. That's that's just not the case. We have mechanisms in place. Um, you know, for for example, uh, there are plenty of oil and gas folks in the legislature. There are plenty of ag folks. They vote on those same types of measures and policies. Um, and because we are a citizen legislature, they bring that information forward. They usually sit on those committees. And if it's something that is a conflict of interest, they declare conflict in the vote and they remove themselves from that. So there are mechanisms in place. I don't think it's specifically targeted to educators. I think it's more of a, a, a broader look at government in general and what that should look like in the state of Wyoming. Follow up a little bit. I'll use a different bill as an example with Senate File 32, which is a K-3 reading assessment and intervention program. And so, you know, at the end of the past legislative session, education committees decided on what topics they wanted to look into and study during the interim. And so we're very appreciative joint education committee during the interim session really prioritized looking at this issue of student performance and K-3 reading assessment and screening. So we've had opportunity, uh, thanks to the joint, the work of the joint education committee, um, you know, to have our voice as experts. Uh, I spent 24 years teaching second grade. So to be able to lend my um, testimony to to the lawmakers while they work that bill so that it's uh, positioned better uh, when it comes before the whole legislature is is definitely a benefit and one of the reasons why we uh, continue to monitor and, and provide input on legislation so Grady, that what you just said is actually where my mind went as far as that ability to bring that expert voice in there and you know thinking about community and schools and 
you know, the legislature, these bills really kind of drive the way that, you know, that community functions, right? Whether they pass or not and, and how they play out in in our state. And so do you have advice for teachers or for any of our listeners really about, you know, getting getting involved and understanding these bills a little bit better so that they can can be informed and because they do have that expertise of the profession behind them. Thank you so much. You know, um, I'll even bring it down a level because it, equally important, right, are decisions that are made at the local level with school boards. So I um, have always been passionate about advocating for students. And so uh, your listeners, as well as any um, educator across the state, uh, really can provide that testimony along with other uh, stakeholders about what they want to see for students in Wyoming. So uh, the Wyoming Education Association, for example, provides legislative updates every day throughout the session to help kind of uh, guide the novice through the process because it becomes time consuming and complicated where we highlight the bills and even provide, you know, the uh, links right to the bill so that people can be following along and seeing what the issues are. But, you know, the system's also set up so that all stakeholders, uh, whether it's a community member, a parent, or, or an expert in the field, and a classroom teacher can be providing testimony uh, to the uh, education committees during the process while those bills are being worked. So it, uh, it's doable. It's something I'm passionate about. I've always wanted my voice to be part of the decision-making process, and I encourage everyone to, uh, to be involved with that. Well, I'm going to jump in, and and I know I you guys are far more. I studied up on all of the bills that are are coming in as you as you talked about at the beginning, but I know there's a few different bills out there that address Hathaway, and that you know scholarship is is a great thing. It has been a great thing for Wyoming. And what what are some of those bills, and and should we as educators? Uh, what should we be aware of when we're when we're listening or looking at those updates on those bills? I'll go ahead and field this one. Uh, there are a couple of bills. So House Bill 28 is the Hathaway Lump Sum Merit Scholarship, and then House Bill 29 is the Hathaway Scholarship Amendments. Uh, again, you know, I'll echo Grady's uh, uh, position in really praising the work that the Joint Education Committee did over the interim. They did a lot of hard work on this. Uh, that program has been an invaluable asset to the state of Wyoming and students of Wyoming uh, as it allows them to affordably uh, look at higher education. That program has been around for quite a while. So the, the impetus to really address that was, hey, we want to make sure that we're revising this, that it keeps up with the times and what these bills do. Um, so House Bill 28, that, that lump sum merit scholarship. Uh, it's essentially amending eligibility requirements. Uh, it amends the calculation of unmet financial need. Uh, and it also amends the calculation of scholarship amount based on like uh, things like GPA and uh, things like that. Uh, the other bill uh, that is out there, the Hathaway Scholarship Amendments, uh, that one is more of an administrative uh, and account management bill. Uh, so it increases the available balance in the expenditure account 
Uh, and there has been a lot of work done in terms of education funding through uh, folks like Representative Harshman utilizing investment accounts and return on investment accounts to continue to pay for things like education and the Hathaway Scholarship. So what this does is it modifies those investment uh, of funds and increasing scholarship awards uh, through that bill. These are both good bills. Uh, these, these are not bad bills at all. We would like to see these move forward. I think they uh, update uh, the Hathaway Scholarship uh, Program. One of the other bills that is out there is the creation of the Wyoming, well, Wyoming's Tomorrow Scholarship Program. Again, so this one is House Bill 31. This one is, again, more of one of those account management administrative higher education pieces that allows for the creation of this tomorrow's scholarship program. And earnings from this endowment fund are going to be allowed to, again, be invested in that return on investment then uh, will be utilized to allocate uh, to the appropriate community colleges and, and UW, those entities, uh, uh, dollars for scholarship purposes. So it just increases the ability uh, of those entities to provide scholarships to students who need it so that they can seek higher education. Good bills, really good bills and very appreciative of, of the work that brought those bills forward. Thank you for explaining those. I was actually going to ask you about the um, Wyoming's Tomorrow Scholarship Program because I wasn't familiar with that. And so you said it's administrative and they're trying to get this organized. So just for those of us who don't know how this process completely works, when would that scholarship money then be available? Like how how long does it take? So assuming this bill goes through, then then what? You know, assuming this bill goes through and a lot of those things are going to be uh, are going to be worked out and potentially modified. So I really can't speak to the timeline in terms of how long that is going to be because one of the things they're going to need to determine, right? They, they'll first fund it through an endowment. Those endowment dollars can be invested. You need a bit of time, right? Before that investment yields return. And usually they have uh, specific calculations uh, above a percentage of the return that can be utilized to be reinvested in that account. So it's kind of a timely process. It's gonna take some time for that endowment and the investment on that endowment to generate the funds. Uh, I would imagine that's at least a, a couple of years because looking at how these investment accounts work, I, I would say that that's probably at least a couple of years before that's actually fully functioning 100%. But again, we will see what happens in terms of as this is hashed out throughout the session. Thanks. That's a great explanation. And I think it helps our listeners understand that this is a process, right? Like it's it's not just the immediate, the vote happens and then you know, things are put into place, but just that timeline of watching everything unfold and and seeing, you know, with the Hathaway bills being brought up again, you know, how things evolve over time. So I appreciate your explanation. James, I think you had a question. Thanks, Maya. I always have questions. Uh, they seem to just giddy up out of the ride when we're when we're out here. But before we can end, as we're headed towards the corrals again here, I, I want to give a chance for, for Grady and Tate both to have a chance to just share with our listeners um, uh, about as, as not, maybe not just the legislative session, but maybe education as a whole, as we, this year is still pretty young, as we head into 
2022, what are our, our concerns or things you're really excited about as, as we move into this, this new normal, new year, all these crazy things that have happened in the last few years? So, Grady, what, what are those things coming at you? One of the things that pops into my mind right off the bat is uh, the fact that from the federal level, there were, uh, you know, record amounts of dollars through the American Rescue Plan that were brought to the state of Wyoming to benefit our students. Um, and, and I know that, you know, created some complications along the way, but we, the legislature has worked through that. And, and I think that is really exciting because we know that it has been such a bumpy ride over the past couple of years. But I think uh, because of those additional dollars through the federal ARP uh, monies, we can look at really making some positive changes that will benefit our students. Um, it, it is, um, as I had mentioned earlier, a process that uh, I've always wanted to be a part of because I'd rather my voice be part of the decision-making process than just sitting sitting on the side and watching what happens. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I know that's not specific to the Wyoming legislature, but it all goes hand in hand. Perfect. How about, how about Tate? You know, uh, I'd echo that sentiment. I think that it it speaks to the amount of work that our educators put in, not only in the classroom, but in engaging the legislature over the past couple of years regarding education funding, that looking at this currently, we aren't faced with those bills that are looking to cut, you know, 100, 150, potentially $300 million from education. And that and we couldn't have done that without the engagement of, of our WEA family and members uh, and, and educators. So knowing that we have this influx of dollars and that there is a capacity at each district level, each local level, to really help bolster some of those student needs and even our educator needs, right, around mental health, uh, after-school services, uh, tutor programs, to really to put our kids back uh, in the position that they, they should have been in prior to the pandemic. I think some of the other things that we're looking at going into this, this session, uh, you know, is our, our curriculum bills, social studies curriculum bills, um, the Wyoming Education Association recognizes that we have a process that works for our students, that works for our school districts, and we're certain we'll probably see a couple of bills that look to address social studies curriculum. Um, but the legislative session, especially a short <laughs> budget legislative session, uh, is not the mechanism to address that. That you know we've got that Wyoming Department of Education and the State Board of Education process that utilizes stakeholder engagement and has worked for our students. So this this does look to be kind of a, a, a sigh of relief in this this upcoming session. Um, doesn't mean that there aren't going to be some bad bills, but there's some really good bills out there too. So we will just keep monitoring uh, and keep engaging our legislators and maintaining that uh, we remain part of the conversation. A lot of to pay attention to, and I really appreciate you sharing all this information with us. Well, absolutely, it's it's a pleasure. And I would like to throw in there, as as they alluded to at the beginning, make sure we live in a time when there are resources out there, and what the beginning of these thirty days looks like, and what the end is not going to be the same. So make sure you're keeping up 
all our all our educators and and listeners and and parents and community members keep up on those bills uh, and let your voice be heard. And if you want to stay up to date on all of this information, you can go to wyoea.org. Has updates. You can sign up for updates, and you can just stay informed about the legislative session. You know, I we got four horses out on this ride, and and I think we rode them hard, and the spurs were out. But it's time to put them away for the for the day, and the ride has came to an end. Head them up. Move them on. Move them on. Head them up. Head them up. Move them on. Cowboy head on the run. <laughs> <laughs>